0: Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Today, we are going to be talking about how to get rid of the creative blocks. If you've ever sat down to try to do something and you end up scrolling Facebook or going for a walk outside or maybe taking a nap and you're trying to figure out what is happening, we're going to talk about how to remove those blocks. But my guest today does it in a very special way. She reads oracle cards and tarot cards for her clients to kind of read what's going on below the surface so she can actually help you remove the blocks. Carly, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm so good, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I um it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. So, we were actually chatting before the show and you are also in Austin. What a small world.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just moved here about a year and a half ago and absolutely love it.
0: Awesome. So, okay, a lot of people are like, I can do energy healing or I help people move past their blocks or I do energy work, kashic records, things like that. I've heard all of this stuff. How does one get started? Like, where did this start for you? It's it's kind of like, did you just wake up one day and you knew how to do this? Did you train for it? Did you have an experience? How did you get started?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So this sort of for me... Um, as a child, like I definitely had some openness, able to read kind of energy, didn't totally understand it, have a vague memory of kind of interacting with some spirits or kind of energies that I couldn't fully describe. But on top of that, um, more recently, I have more than 500 hours of yoga and meditation training. And that kind of really brought me back to this place of understanding my intuition, um, my clairs, which I can talk a little bit bit more at some point about, but just kind of understanding the way that I interact with energy. I understand energy and to the way I kind of know about the things that aren't necessarily clear. um, they're kind of those things that live below the surface.
0: Okay. So did you have, so you had a little bit of experience when you were younger? What about now? Like what have, like, how does, how do you learn how to do what you do?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, there are a million different me- methodologies. Um, and my work is kind of based on the chakra system. So that's something that I learned about through my yoga and meditation training, something that I still kind of work with and learn about through books and various courses and things like that. Um, and so that energy work is just kind of understanding what each energy center in the body. So that's what chakras are, how it kind of relates to our physical well-being our emotional well-being, all those kind of layers of the body. And that comes through when working with clients, when you start to understand, you know, the stories they're telling or the ailments they have or things that are kind of happening in their world, they're all kind of connected to those energy centers. And so, you know, my work has been basically understanding myself first and foremost, very well to understand what intuitive gifts I have kind of helping those gifts along. Um, And then for other people, it might be different, right? So they might not be as interested or connected to the chakra system, they might read auras, or have some kind of knowledge of astrology on a deeper level, things like that. So it's really about self knowledge and knowing what you connect with, in order to kind of share those gifts with other people.
0: Okay, got it. So walk me through what so when we were talking before the show, you said, you know, th- we were talking about people who do energy work, you said, I have some things that are a little bit different, I, I'll either do a tarot reading, or I'll pull an oracle card for them. And I'll find out what's going on beneath the surface. So talk to me what that experience is like, like how, what are some of the things that you've uncovered for people that they were maybe blind to or didn't see?
1: Yeah. So um, with every intuitive session that I do, I pull at least three or four oracle cards and three or four tarot cards. And that gives me kind of an overall picture based on the topic that we're talking on. So a lot lot of times when a client comes to me, they want to talk about something specific like relationships or their childhood or kind of the family dynamics that might be impacting them now. So when I pull those cards, it gives me a sense of, what their family dynamic is like, even though I don't know their family, right? They haven't told me anything about their family. Um, But what I find from reading the cards is, I can tell if they had a really good close relationship with their mom or dad, if there was some kind of tension between siblings, things like that kind of come through so that we already have a starting point, kind of a basis of knowledge to be able to go forward and talk deeper into those things. Um, And one thing I will add is that, you know, with family or relationships, anything really right, sometimes what the universe is telling me what this higher kind of guide is telling me might not always be what the person sees themselves. So it has to be kind of a delicate conversation of, you know, what what might be happening that they might not be consciously aware of. And that also kind of brings then an opportunity to connect those two energies so are those two kind of forms of
0: knowledge. Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact Income and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? well if you'd like my help with it over the last several years i have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you in the last 18 months i've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over 5 million dollars in cumulative sales if you'd like to see how i can work with you or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast go to steven.coffee that's s-t-e-v-e-n dot c-o-f-f-e-e to book a short call with me and see how we can work together All right, let's jump back to the episode. Got it. So, when you're working with people, then you're like, you do the reading first, and it's not, they're not necessarily like paying you for the reading. You're doing that to more understand how you can unblock them. Because the main thing that we talked about was you're helping people get more creative, you're helping people remove the blocks in their life that are stopping them from moving forward. So, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. It sounds like The energy work that you do shows you what blocks they need to remove. And then you actually work with them more as a life coach to help them remove it. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Yeah, so exactly. Those card pulls in the beginning just kind of set the stage for the conversation. And then, of course, the client is bringing also like the things that they're consciously aware of as well, like any blocks that they're feeling or, you know, anything around like, you know, I look at this copy I wrote and I don't really like it and I don't think it's like you know the right thing what is kind of the energy of that versus the energy of what I'm trying to share with my audience so sometimes I'll literally look at their creative work and that will kind of weave into our conversation as well but yeah so knowing that the cards have kind of set the stage then we can talk about the issues that came up from that reading as well as the issues that they're bringing that they're consciously aware of and once we start talking about those deeper things, that's when I start to read the energy, right? So if someone's telling me about this relationship with their friend, and they're not sure if they should bring their friend into their business or into their creative work, I can say, you know, you actually have pretty low energy around this. You know, I can feel that you're actually not that excited about it. So your brain is kind of telling you something different than what your energy is telling me.
0: Well, that's, I mean, I think everybody has had that experience where like they feel like they need to do something, right? Their brain is in one place and their heart is in a different place. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Like I I always have challenges with that, right? Because there, there are times when we have to do difficult things that maybe our heart isn't in, but we still have to do them to find success or we have to do them to grow our business. Um, there are some things like I don't know, it's it's always interesting to me, people that like how do you how do you justify the two of those? because sometimes there's there are things that you have to do that maybe don't feel in line or maybe I wrote some copy that didn't feel in line, but I have to get copy out and it has to has to be in the world, right? like and I'm out of time, um, I don't have any more resources to put into it and something has to get done. What are talk to me about how that works? with the people that you've worked with.
1: Right, right. So one of the main things that I'll probably repeat over and over again with every client until the end of time is about following the joy. So, you mm-hmm. know, if you are in a place where you know something really has to get done, um but it is really outside your place of joy. It actually brings your vibration down pretty far to do it or deal with it. Um then the question is how can you delegate this out? Is there someone else you can pay to do it? How can you kind of take this off your plate? And that might not always be the immediate thing, right? If you have copy that needs to go out, for better or worse, that stuff needs to go out, right? So sometimes it's not an in-the-moment action, but actually a future action to increase your joy over time. And maybe you find that the copywriting isn't actually the problem. It's this other stuff that comes and crowds your plate that is taking away the joy from the copywriting or whatever the task is, right? So it's kind of this uh, ongoing conversation of like, okay, but what do you actually really like doing? What is the thing that lights you up? And you can always tell when someone has hit the nail on the head because their whole body language chains, right? Their, their energy is immediately uplifted. People know intuitively what they love and need to be doing. So it's kind of having that conversation of, can we make this switch soon, if not immediately?
0: Okay, got it. The I mean, that makes sense. Um, I think there are, it's always interesting to me, the people who say, like, you, you only have to do things that you like. Um, And I think there's, There's some truth to that, right? Like eventually you hope to have a business where you can pay somebody to do all the stuff that you don't like to do. Um, But at the same time, it's a lot of people that are solopreneurs or they have a team of two or three, like you have to do stuff. Sometimes that it's not your favorite thing to do, but it still has to get done. Um, Personally, I always try to change people into how can you make this worthwhile to you? How can you have a better attitude about it? Um, I think a lot of people, I don't know, something I, I heard last week that I liked a lot is just like winners win. And like you figure out a way to make it fun or make it in, at least enjoyable enough that you do it with a positive attitude. Cause really we control our attitude more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that is an interesting point. The one of the questions that I have, like, it's more around, I like you see a lot of stuff. Um, I have a good friend who works in energy healing, right? And she's, she is always saying like, there are so many people putting all this stuff out there and you hear conflicting views on manifestation or staying in your happy place. Is there anything that you hear on social media a lot that you're just like, that's not, I don't agree with.
1: Yeah, there's tons of (laughs) things, there are tons of things around manifestation that I don't agree with. But I will say that you have to have your own kind of process for it. So I try not to be judgmental about all these things, because you know, for me, what works, um, you know, the manifestation techniques that work for me might not work for someone else, or they need to understand it in a different way to get to the same place. Um, So, you know, one of the things that um, I've heard recently that I really do connect with is this idea of the difference between the energy of manifestation being a place of desire versus longing. So a lot of times we end up in this energy of longing and really like wishing it there and then doubting ourselves when it's not there um, versus desire, which is kind of this energy of acting as if it's already there. And living your life from this place of kind of pulling it in. So, you know, I I don't think it's as simple as just thinking positively, right? That's something that like we hear. And yes, mindset is very important. When we're in a high vibration, when we're in a place of joy, we attract things that we want to attract. When we're in this place of anger or fear or whatever it is, we attract those lower vibrational things. Um, And one thing I just wanted to kind of go back to when you were talking about only doing the things you want, sometimes it's exactly what you said, which is you have to find a happiness, perhaps it's about something else. Maybe it's watching like a cute video on YouTube that just always brings a smile to your face. And then trying to transfer that feeling of happiness to the task at hand, until you can stop doing it or, you know, or give it to somebody else, right? Like, there has to be this ability to kind of pull your happiness from somewhere else and maintain that.
0: I definitely agree with that. That's, so what are some of the tools or tactics that you would give people if they're in a negative place, if they're angry, or they're frustrated, or they're upset? What are some things, I mean, you kind of touched on one, watching a YouTube video or doing something. What are some other things that people could do that could get them out of that? Because I know people, like they get caught in a downward cycle, right? Like they have like one bad thing happen or they have to do something they don't wanna do and they procrastinate, they put up walls and then they don't do it, then they hate themselves for it. Like how do you get people out of that cycle and into a more positive cycle?
1: Right. So one of the things is that, um, you know, you have to be able to control your mind a little bit. So this takes practice. It's not easy, but it is simple. Right. So anytime you're kind of in that negative space, you have to literally tell your brain, stop it. And I'll literally say stop it or leave it to my brain and try to come to something else. Um, And for me, it's having kind of a backlog of images or just kind of things in my life that make me happy. You know, so I'll think about my dogs doing something really cute or I'll think about this Mug that I have that has like two bunnies on it that I think is adorable right so it's like not only telling your brain to kind of leave the negative thought but then transferring it again to something that brings me joy. One of the things that I think is easy for people to do is find a place to play. So I recently bought some sidewalk chalk because like I, you know, to have more play in my life, I want to go outside and chalk in my driveway like a little kid, you know. So if there are things like that, you know, something that you haven't done since childhood that brings you a lot of joy or used to, can you revisit that? Can you give yourself space to play and space to dream? Both of which are really important for kind of turning things around.
0: Awesome. I think that's true. Um, I definitely agree with that, like getting out and like resetting, um, and having a playful attitude. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what it's like to work with you. I know we're going to link your website under this, um, cup of sugar. It will be listed down below. If you're interested, check it out, but talk to me a little bit about what it's like to work with you. How do you work with clients? Walk me through that process.
1: Yeah, so what I bring is, you know, all that meditation and yoga training, but I also bring, you know, over a decade of freelance writing experience. So I myself have been a Am a creative um, and I do creative work. So all that together um, gives me kind of this ability to naturally speak to people who are coming to this creative space or trying to recultivate this creative space. And so working with me is a lot around how can we bring that creativity, that love of creation back into your life? You know, and where are the blockages energetically or sometimes, you know, physically in the physical realm that are preventing you from living that most creative life. So like I said before, you know, I pull the tarot and Oracle cards, and that usually is a great like icebreaker conversation starter, just so we can kind of have that baseline. And then from there, really, the rest of the session is yours, right, to talk about the things that you're really feeling. And then I also provide exercises after the fact, you know, I'll send you the recording of your session, as well as kind of a breakdown and some exercises to use to overcome those very specific things that are limiting you from creating this great work of your life.
0: Awesome. I like that a lot. Um, It is always good to follow up with people and give them the things that can actually help them get there, the tools um, and the practices. Carly, I wanted to say thank you. This has been super fun to have a little bit of an interview. And I love hearing about how you work with people. Um, Again, Cup of Sugar listed down below in the show notes. If you're interested, make sure to check her out. Um, The weather here in Austin, getting a little bit cooler finally after a hot summer.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Triple digits since May.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is nice. Nice to be getting back to cooler weather. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Steve, so much. I appreciate the time and the platform and um, loving your work. So thank you so much for all you do.
0: No problem. It's my pleasure. To everybody else out there, take action, change lives, make money, and we'll see you soon. Are you looking to scale your business, but trying to figure out how to get your message across? Well, go to storyselling.how to grab my free course that will show you how to discover everything that you need to build your business through stories. These stories work, whether it's in social media, email, or public speaking, there are five core stories that you'll learn. You'll be able to use all of them by the time you're done with this course. Again, that is storyselling.how. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to tune in next time.